Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Ha! Yeah, for they're going to say, yeah, they're going to say, look and see. Look over here. Look over And look over here. Oh, look over here. Oh, and look over. But no, no, no. You keep your eyes upon the Master. You keep your eyes upon the one who has redeemed you. Don't look toward medicine. Don't look toward finance. Don't look toward government. No, 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 no. They're all beginning to fall and crumble. But now the one who really has brought redemption and blessing to the earth is rising in your midst as a powerful force and entity in this earth that shall flash like a streak of lightning across the sky cause the Spirit of God to fall in an unprecedented way and reap the harvest of the last days. So get ready. Don't be distracted. Don't be in fear. But understand and realize you've been called for such a time as this. This is your day. This is your hour. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This is your day. This is your hour. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your day for victory. Your day for healing. Your day for breakthrough. Your day for blessing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, the worse it gets, the better we need to get. <laughs> so you say, you say uh, when you come home from church, you ought to ask yourself, am I better? You ought to be better. Amen. God wants to make sure you're better in the midst of all of this. Glory to God. Well, give the Lord a shout, and you may be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Let's dig into the Word for a little bit. Thank you, praise team. Give them a hand clap this morning. What a beautiful, beautiful praise and worship this morning. Grab your Bibles quickly, if you will. Acts chapter 2. We've been studying the power doctrines of God, and I trust as you hear the Word of God, faith comes to you, and you are no longer in a powerless position, that you do not see yourself as powerless. God doesn't see you that way. I said God doesn't see you that way. You know, one of the great illustrations of the Bible, one of his great, how can you say this, one of his great, uh, 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 one of the things that he kind of just pulled back the veil and let us see spiritually was Jesus didn't do any miracles till he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. You say, when was he baptized in the Holy Ghost? There at the Jordan River when the Spirit of God came down upon him. Amen? You know, we looked at those doctrines that much of the denominational world preaches of why people, you know, shouldn't be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. And all of them are actually scriptures that actually tell you that you should. It's amazing. It's amazing, amazing how people get into error. But the good news is God wants you to be baptized into the body of Christ. He wants you to be born again where the Spirit of God can come and abide on the inside of you and you have that, what I like with the old song, what the old uh, hymn says, you have that blessed assurance on the inside of you that you're born again and that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. But he didn't just want to leave you there, amen? Jesus not only came as your substitute, he also came as your example. So God knew I got to get some power to him. So he let the day of Pentecost happen there in Jerusalem and 120 were endued with power. Isn't that cool? Let's pick it up there in Acts chapter 2. Now let's read here for a minute. minute. We're going to Acts 2, Acts 10, then Acts 19, and just read just for a moment. Verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, 
and had filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled. You got a better amen than that? I said they were all filled. Not just two special ministers, 12 apostles. and No, they were all filled, all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen? Acts chapter 10, if you will. Acts chapter 10, Peter had gone to Cornelius' house. Cornelius had been praying and contending for an outpouring of God. He didn't even really know it. But we know by these wonderful characters in him, he was devout. He feared God with all of his house and gave a lot of money and he prayed. Amen? Well, God thought that was pretty cool. So he came down and visited Cornelius and he also visited Peter. Peter came to Cornelius' house and preached the gospel. Everybody say the gospel. Now he's preaching the gospel. We'll pick it up there in verse uh, 45, 44. While Peter yet spake these words. I like that. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Woo, glory. Let me try that again. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as were with Peter, because that on the Gentiles, glory to God, all the Gentiles, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Here we go, all the Gentiles, glory to God, also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as thee, as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then prayed them him to stay tarry a certain day. They were baptized into the body of Christ through salvation. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost, and they were baptized in water. They got it all, man. No wonder they were prophesying, amen? That was a good day. Everybody say a good day. Now go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, beginning in verse 1. Acts 19, verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos, everybody say Apollos, he was a man of God that was greatly influenced by uh, Aquila and Priscilla and eventually uh, 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 was blessed by, by the Apostle Paul. It says, the, and it came to pass while Apollo was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now, isn't that an unusual question? Now, now, number one, you wouldn't ask a born-again Christian, amen, if he's received the Holy Ghost since he believed because he's already believed and received the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of him, abides. But remember, we looked over in John chapter 14 and Jesus said there are two, there's a two-fold working. There's two dimensions to the working of God. Jesus, now notice this, what Jesus said in Acts 1.8. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, those people he were talking to were already saved. They got saved over in John chapter 20. Now, by, by what he said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, shows us very plainly there is a dimension of power unavailable to those who are just born again. Amen? You know, uh, 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 years ago, uh, uh, many of the 
men and women of God that we sat under that were very used of God in spiritual things, wrote books, documented a lot of it. But one, 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 uh, one, one individual in particular uh, documented and defined this as entering into the supernatural spiritual house, like living in it. You know, most of us live in a natural house. God doesn't want you living in a natural house. Where's my amens at? He wants you living in a, in a supernatural house. Amen. I grew up in a supernatural home. My parents were supernatural parents. You didn't hide things from them. You didn't lie. Amen. They used discipline on us correctly according to the Word of God. And let me just help you with it all. It worked. It all worked. Well, I thought you went, well, it all worked. Well, I thought it all worked. At the end, at the end of the day, it all worked. Yeah, amen. amen. So we've got to realize there is a dimension of power unavailable to those that are just born again. Now, we're not belittling the power of the new birth at all. My goodness, look at the power that came into your life when you got born again, places you quit going, things you started doing, places you started going, and things you started doing. Amen? There's some power in that. Your, your, your desires changed. There's some power in that. Your attitudes changed. There's some power. Your hope changed. There's some power in that. But then there's this outward working of the Spirit of God that God wants you to have. He wants you to possess. It's supernatural. And I'm telling you, it carries with you, it carries with it a supernatural ability to pray, a supernatural ability to worship, a supernatural ability to operate in different giftings and anointings of God. And it opens the entire spiritual house of God up to your life. I'm amazed that more preachers don't flow in it. I thought to myself, how do these guys just get up and teach and preach without a move of the Holy Ghost? Well, they do. Some of them have been very successful at it. That's because people aren't hungry enough yet. Amen? They're getting hungry, though. There's some things stirring that are stirring some hunger. Amen? So we're hearing, we're hearing, we're hearing Ephesus. Paul's found him some believers. They've believed. And they said unto him, we have not so much heard as whether there be any Holy Ghost. You know, there's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of people that, uh, listen, one of, the, one of the strategies of the devil was to get people distracted on the baptism of the Holy Ghost by getting it all off on the tongue part. Amen? I like what Pastor John Osteen said years ago. He's kind of like buying a pair of shoes. The tongues come with it. I mean, you don't go in the shoe store and say, I'd like a pair of shoes without the tongues. Amen? He said unto them, Unto what were you baptized? They said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is upon Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Now, what do you think that means? Here it is. Apollos, he was the one preaching the doctrine of John the Baptist. He had been a proselyte of John the Baptist. He had been a disciple of John the Baptist and correctly and obediently to the ministry of John the Baptist, he had become an evangelist preparing the way in other places for the gospel to be preached. So he came and he preached the baptism of repentance and 12 got baptized unto the baptism of repentance. But the baptism of repentance was done away when Jesus rose from the dead and baptism into the body of Christ or salvation became available. So they didn't get water baptized here. They got saved. They believed but were unsaved. But then he showed them the plan of salvation. They got born again. You like that? Now notice this. 
He said, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. Now, quickly, one more portion. Go to Acts chapter 8. I, I, I felt prompted in my spirit to read Acts chapter 8 to you. This is a wonderful revival taking place in the city. Pick it up there in verse 5 of Acts chapter 8. It says, Now Philip went down to the city of Samaria, now notice this, and preached Christ unto them. Everybody say Christ. And the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in the city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which had bewitched the people of Samaria, to giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And unto him they had regard, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So they got born again. Amen? Are you with me? Not a drop of water in that scripture. They got born again right then and there. Then Simon himself believed also and was baptized and continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Wow. Not only was the move of God strong enough to get a whole bunch of people saved and healed, this guy who was a sorcerer, probably possessed of a devil, got delivered and got born again. Glory to God. Woo, man, we're having church now, amen? But now notice this. When the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For yet, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. They were only, they were baptized, excuse me, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were saved. Notice. Then laid they their hands on them. You get that? Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Now notice though. And when Simon saw. Now, how many know what see is? It's a sense. Amen. So Simon saw something. Simon's senses contacted an event that was taking place and he what? He saw it. What did he see? He saw people speaking in tongues. What else could he see? Well, what else could he see? I've had people, Lord have mercy. When we used to minister a lot to people that hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in 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 revival conference and, and uh, you know, a special meeting settings. I've heard all kinds of stories. I, I, I had a, a lady standing there one time. I, I said, you hear receive her? Well, I think I have it, Brother Rusty. You do? Well, I was prayed for several years ago, and I felt a warm glow. I thought, that's cool, but that's not what the Bible says. Amen? I had another. It was a, it was a young man that told me. He said, well, I was prayed for several years ago, and I just felt like God just surrounded me with love. Well, that's good too. I like to be surrounded with love. But that's not what the Bible says. Amen? Here in Acts chapter 8, now here's the point I'm trying to get over to you. 
The book of Acts is the documentation of the beginning of the New Testament church. Listen, if church does not line up to the book of Acts, what are we doing? If a church is not a place where a sinner can get saved, where a saved person can get empowered and taught to find their destiny in God, where a sick person can get healed or an oppressed person can get delivered, what are we doing then? What are we doing? What if you had a restaurant that served no food? Amen? Well, there's a lot of places today that serve no food. And people flock to them thinking they're getting fed something though they're not getting fed anything. But the good news is the Word of God is still true. And God, listen, God is literally stirring in the body of Christ what He's going to use to bring in a harvest of hundreds of thousands and even millions of people getting saved brought into the body of Christ as the Spirit of God abides, what's going to get deposited is a hunger. Is there more is going to be the question. I feel like there may be more. I feel like there may be more. People go to their denominational pastors many times and say, I feel like there may be more. And they tell them there's no more. There's more. We need to shout it from the rooftops. There's more. There's an empowerment from God that can come into your life that empowers you to live a supernatural life in a natural world. You hear things that have not been spoken. You see things the natural eye cannot see. You perceive things others don't see, perceive, and your human spirit is super energized. Wow. So as last week, here are four, and actually we could add another to them, and that is the the baptism in the Holy Ghost of the Apostle Paul after the day in which he was knocked off of his donkey on the road to Damascus. Three days later, excuse me, I'm sorry, three days later. Ananias, not an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, just just, just just a lay person. God taps him to lay hands on the man who will write three quarters of the, of the revelation that would be considered the New Testament revelation. Wow, I'd like to be there at the... Well, I will be there. What do you mean I'd like to be there? I will be there. <laughs> at that reward seat of Christ when he goes, now we've got the rewards for the Apostle Paul and all of heaven's going, glory, glory, glory. Hey, wait a second, wait a second. Before we give this to the Apostle Paul, we have one more award we need to give just a little higher than the Apostle Paul. Ananias, come over here. You share in everything he did by obeying me and go down there and laying hands on him. He'll share in everything that Paul did. And he's not an apostle. He's not a pastor. He's not a teacher, a prophet, or an evangelist. He's just a Christian that loves God and was full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So you got to realize and recognize there's a lot of people out there that are kind of turning toward God because of the time. And there's a lot of good religion out there to accommodate, make them feel good. But then eventually what it's going to do, it's going to create a hunger. A hunger. Everybody say a hunger. Because people like you and people like me are going to run all over this city and all over this world and we're going to show people what it means to live in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost as God begins to activate powerful giftings, powerful anointings, as the gifts of the Spirit begin to come back into operation and as we begin to see masses of people filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Come on, church, it's fixing to happen. God's fixing to pull the trigger on it. You're fixing to see it with your eyes. This time next week we'll be in uh, in Manzanillo, Mexico. Last week we began. Last year we began a meeting, and 
I think we started on a Saturday night too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, a good crowd of people, four or five hundred. And then the Sunday morning service was, was comparable, uh, four or five, maybe 600 on Sunday morning. Then Sunday night, there's maybe uh, seven or 800. By the time we got to the end of the week, we had people standing three, four, five deep outside the tent trying to get in there. And that last night, we got preached on the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the power of God on you. And we prayed one prayer and the Holy Ghost fell. And we had 500 fresh new Mexican people speaking not in Spanish, but speaking in the tongues of men and angels as God's empowering that church to shake that entire western side of Mexico. Hallelujah. How is he any good with some new doctor? No, by the power of the Holy Ghost, signs and wonders, demonstrations of the ability of God in our midst. Listen, church, you need to get ready. You need to get ready. Hallelujah. So, four, five, really, different witnesses in the book of Acts that the power of the Holy Ghost, just like salvation. Now, let's start there. My time's about up. Just like salvation has not been done away with. You must be born again. Right now in-house, we're producing these mini books of it's going to help everybody and plus people we can give to, our, to the altar. We used to use a product from a, from a man who, who we love very much, but most people don't even know who he is anymore, so we're going to put our own name on our stuff. Amen? So we're working on these books. So I'm on the salvation book right now where people can take that book and understand what salvation is. What is, what really is salvation? Well, salvation is a brand new, you're a brand new person. That's the creative ability of God. He is what? He is your father, but he's also creator. And so you're a new what? You're not, he doesn't call you a new child. He calls you a new creation. I better be careful. I'm getting all you shouting. This late in the service? Y'all are ready to go to the restaurant. He calls you a new creation, and he doesn't call your life changed. He calls it a new life. You ever needed a new life? Well, his mercies are new every So every day, you can have a new life. Amen? But then, you know, these guys ran around with Jesus, these 12 apostles. And man, he, he, he just by his word, now listen, just by his word, he commissioned them. And they went out and they did the same thing he was doing. There was a reproduction of the, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ when he walked on the earth, when he anointed the 70. Amen? And it's amazing when you do a study of the 70 who they became. Because I'm telling you, the 70 became an army of powerful Holy Ghost men that went all over the known worlds preaching the gospel. That was not documented. But that's who they were. That's who they became. If you study a lot of church history and study a lot of the stuff in the New Testament that's kind of veiled, you'll see all of those men had a part in the move of God. Powerful. But they were not saved, nor were they filled with the Holy Ghost. Just by a word of commission from Jesus, they went out and did the same thing. But then Jesus said, I can't just give you a word of commission. I'm going to put that same spirit on you. Now, isn't this cool? He didn't trust you to an angel. He could have said, I send, I'll, send my, I'll send Michael and Gabriel down. They're going to help you. Well, that'd be great, but he didn't trust it to Michael and Gabriel. He himself, he himself, he himself in the person of the Holy Ghost has come to abide on the inside and empower you. 
You are very much different looking in the spirit realm than you are in the natural realm. Listen, when the devil sees you, you know what he sees? He sees the same Shekinah that was on Jesus Christ himself. He sees the same glory that was on Jesus Christ himself. And when you put your hands up and start going, oh, he goes, oh my God, there they are speaking in that mysterious language again. I can't understand them. They're driving me out of my mind. You tired of the devil tormenting your mind? Why don't you start tormenting his mind by praying those mysteries in the Holy Ghost and seeing the will of God done in your life? Now, as testified by the Word of God and by Leah and I and our family and many of you here at Island Church, this is the way you walk in the Spirit. I think too many people think, you know, that, that, that real spiritual people or people that walk in the spirit are kind of just, woo, you know, kind of. And I've met a few of those, woo, you know. <laughs> Most of them don't like me. Hey, Amen. I went to a meeting one time and there was a, quote, prophetess there. And, uh, and uh, so I got up and preached and she was like, who are you? You know, and I'm like, I'm not, I ain't nobody, you know. I'm not nobody. Where do you get all that stuff? This is in the Bible. I've got a good teacher. It's called the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. But the Spirit of God, listen, that same dynamic. Now listen to me. You say, what dynamic is that? That supernatural dynamic of you being an answer to somebody's prayer. A miracle in someone's life. Prophesied thousands of years before we came on the earth. God said through his prophet Ezekiel, I have given this generation, I have given this generation not to experience signs and wonders, but to be signs and wonders in the earth. I, 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 I'm always making new friends. It's so cool how God opens the door. So I made a new friend last year. And I didn't want to come on too strong because I'm, sometimes I'm a strong drink of water especially if you don't know God, amen? So I didn't know this guy. Uh, another mutual friend said, you need to meet this guy. So I called him up. We had some mutual conversations, ended up going and doing some hunting with him. And so I thought, I'm not going to, I ain't coming on strong. I'm just going to love this guy and just be a blessing, you know? So I get a text from uh, today, this morning, because I've been talking to some stuff. About, and he says, well, me and named his girlfriend, we're going to church this morning. I'm going. You know what that is? It's the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God. You just get around people. And they start thinking, you know, we might need to go to church. You know, we might need to pray. Where's that coming from? That's coming off of you. That's that anointing. That's that Spirit of God that's in you. That's why you need to keep it stirred up. It's got to come to another level. That's why we're praying like we're praying. That's why we're doing what we're doing. We're scheduling stuff for the summer for us to do so we can be more involved. Listen, I'm telling you, church, what I have been praying out, and I'm not going to tell everything I know right now, but what I'm seeing, as we begin to approach the year 2024, we better be full of the Holy Ghost. And we better be walking in the Spirit, and we need to make sure that every step we take, even we think some minor, we need to make sure it's the Spirit of God that's leading us, guiding us, and directing us in everything across the board of our life. The entire brushstroke of who we are and what we do needs to be undergirded, set on the foundation of the Word of God, motivated and ran by the Holy Ghost in your life. Where you know, well, I may want to do this, but I don't know if that's God. And I don't know if I want to, but you, this is well. This may be God. You've got to do that. You listen. You cannot afford to be 
deceived by the devil are drawn into a, a trap of the devil at this late hour. At this late hour. You say, why? Because it's a late hour. And it's time for us to be serving God and to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now let me close with this. These were initial outpourings where the Spirit of God fell on particular groups. We've seen it. Sligo, Ireland. Uh, Limerick, Ireland. I'm just thinking of places where I've seen it in mass. In Raya, Honduras. Uh, we saw it in Nicaragua in the old theater building that was there. Uh, several other places in Ireland and Dublin. I saw it in Finland and uh, 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 what was the name of that town? In Finland. Beautiful little city right on the Russian border. Spirit of God. Those, those Finnish people. Anybody ever been to Finland? It's a very modern, super modern nation. You know, and I went there the first time and these people are as stoic. I mean, they'll sit there and you won't hear an amen, a hallelujah or nothing. So we came back the next year and rented the... Uh, the, uh, the, the auditorium that the city council would use to hold their city council meetings, which sat about 300 people. Well, by the time the next year came back around, the people had heard about what went on the year before. So we had people coming from St. Petersburg, Russia. We had them coming from Helsinki. We had them coming to all these different places. And I'm sitting there preaching. They're sitting there. Nobody amens. Nobody's just kind of staring at me. I'd tell a joke and nobody'd laugh, you know. Like, Damn. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I started winding this message down, and the Holy Ghost fell like somebody took a bucket of water and just threw it on that place. I mean, it fell on that place, and I'm all of that stoic stuff went out the window. Those people started running and shouting and and nobody listen. There was no there was no. You need to run. You need to shout. They didn't even know that kind of stuff. I'm just teaching on who they are in Christ and faith to believe. And the Holy Ghost falls on that place. I was in Edmond, Edmond, Oklahoma, and I was preaching, and the Holy Ghost fell. It was an unusual move of the Spirit. A lady was, back then we would carry large suitcases of what we called product, our tapes, our things like that. And so we would always, there would always be someone from the church, like we do here for speakers here, that would take care of our product. And the lady had been taking care of my product, sat right on the corner on the very last row so she could get up and go to the table after the service was over. Well, I saw her get up. I thought she was getting up to go out. But then she stepped forward and she fell and she bounced like a ball. Point right back upon her feet. I thought I'd seen something. You know, I thought... So she took four or five more steps and fell again. And by this time, two ushers sitting on the back had, had spotted her and thought, well, we'll, we'll go, you know, we'll catch her. So they'd go like this to catch her and she'd fall over there and bounce back up on her feet. And they'd go to catch her over here and she'd fall over there and bounce back up on her feet. And so that happened. And when she got to the front and made that last fall in front of the front row, we had a concert pianist that had come that night to play for the offertory who was in a tuxedo. And he never amen. He just, the Holy Ghost grabbed him off the chair. I'm standing there watching this. Grabbed him off the chair and shoved him three rows under the seats. He got up and his bow tie was off like this. People started running, dancing, rolling. They may have been flying. I don't know what they were doing. But in the midst of it all, a man got off the back row and walked up to me. And I'm standing, actually by that time I had backed up against the wall. I'm standing with my back against the wall just kind of watching all this craziness. And this man walked, and I could see him walk. So I walked up and kind of met him, and he looked me right in the eye, and he said, 
I have been a practicing Satanist for 40 years, and tonight I know that Jesus is Lord. Then he said this, I've come to disturb this meeting, but this meeting has really disturbed me. And I, I said this to him. I said, what? So he said it again. I said, take my hands. And he took my hands, and we prayed the sinner's prayer. I let go of, my, I let go of his hands, and he fell in slow motion. When his head hit the floor, he was speaking in another language. Amen. Well, we don't do that. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit of God. But I'm just kind of trying to whet your appetite a little bit for what will, can happen and will happen when we can get a group of people in agreement that the Spirit of God needs to move. Not just move like he's been moving, but to begin to fall. To fall in our meetings, to fall in our home meetings, to fall in our little, we get an impromptu prayer meeting going at somebody's house after a karaoke time or something. I mean, let the Holy Ghost fall. Wherever he falls, let him fall. Let him fall. I said, let him fall. Let him fall in your life personally and contend for the move of God so he'll fall in our church. And I guarantee, listen, it's frustrating to me as a pastor to go preach prices where the Holy Ghost falls and come back here and it doesn't. I will fix that. What I need to do to fix that, I will fix that. You work on your end, we'll fix that because we need to have the Holy Ghost fall in here every service. Service after service, and it's happening. It's already happening in churches around where they've been praying and they've been talking about it. See, next week we're going to get off on the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to start talking about how all this stuff works. Working of miracles. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Special faith dropped right out of heaven. God's faith dropped right into your heart. Removes all intimidation. Removes all fear. I mean, you walk right up. I like what Mark Hankins said. He said, you swing out over hell on a dry cornstalk, spitting the devil's eye. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Gifts of healings. Hallelujah. Words of knowledge. Words of wisdom showing us the future. Glory to God. Discerning of spirits, seeing into the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All those wonderful vocal gifts, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Let me, okay, I've got six minutes. I'll do that. All of the gifts of the spirit that are on the earth today are to be enjoyed by the church. There are nine. There are seven unique to the ministry of the Old Covenant and to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Two, actually, yeah, just two are unique to our dispensation. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. Now, I've heard, this is not unique to me, I've heard just about every powerful man of God that's ever preached on the Holy Ghost say this. He said the most important for the church are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Those are the most important gifts. So now see, in our natural mind, oh, no, no, what about what if we could just do miracles every service? No, no, that's not, what, that's not what the Word says. Tongues and interpretation of tongues, then prophecy flows evenly with it that lives to the edification, exhortation, and comfort of the church is the gift that Jesus died to put in the church. Let me try that again. Those are the gifts that Jesus died and rose again to put in the church. And they can carry every other gift on its back. Every other gift can flow with it, in tandem with it. That's why God is stirring it at Island Church. We've been so blessed over the last 20-something years because we've had tongues and interpretation of tongues flowing in our church. So at this point, we need to thank God for that 
And we need to not take it for granted that this is stirring in our church because this is a sign that we are a church. And we'll study all the dynamics of how that works, but I'm telling you, Jesus died so that we could have the Holy Ghost upon us. Listen, and he died so we could speak in a language which the devil cannot encroach into and not know what we're praying about. Neither can your peanut brain talk you out of it. That's why it's important to be filled with the Holy Ghost and it's important to pray in the Holy Ghost every day. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and worship Him. Thank you, Father. Lord, we worship You. Lord, we glorify Your name. Father, You're so good. Salvation saved the world. Would have been enough. But You're the God of more than enough. You're the God that looks down upon His creation and says, I want them to look just like me. I want them to act just like me. I want them to walk like me and talk like me. I want them to have joy like me and happiness like me and peace like me. They're my children. I want them to be, my, be like me. So you put your spirit in us. You put your spirit upon us. Oh, we're so thankful. Hallelujah. Now, let me do it this way. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know if I'm born. I don't even really know what that means. It's very simple. We're all born into one family. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, we're all born of one blood. Everybody say one blood. Forget about that skin. Yours changes colors a half a dozen times in your lifetime. Amen? That ain't nothing but the, but the, but the earth suit. Glory to God. But he puts his spirit in us. We're all of one blood. The human family fell into a curse, fell into condemnation and damnation, separated from God, tried and convicted, not because of their own behavior, but because of the rebellion of the one they bowed their knee to, tried and convicted, sentenced to eternal separation from God. Mankind following Lucifer into his judgment. Then one day, a virgin conceived and bore a son, and they called his name Jesus. And he lived 33 and a half years upon the earth. And he wrote no book, and he owned no property, and he built, he built no large uh, uh, a monument to himself or anybody else. He left really no evidence but an empty tomb in which he does not exist or abide. Proof positive that he's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us right now. Praying for this meeting, praying for you, that if you're not born again, you would see the need. You would see that you were a sinner in need of a Savior. You would see there is a Savior. His name is Jesus. And you'll see it's so simple to believe on him and to receive him into your life that the Bible says even a fool could do it. Hallelujah. So you may be here today, you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I need to be saved. Or you say, I've been saved, but I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I'm just not living for God the way I should. I need to get right with God. Or you say this, well, I'm saved, but I've never been filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't know that I've ever spoken tongues. Or you say this, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost, spoken with other tongues, but I just can't seem to do it. I uttered a few shandalas down at the altar. Somebody said, I had it. If 
I have it, I don't know that I do. Well, there's a little more to it than that. Amen? So any of those altar calls, if that's you, come on down here right now. I'll pray for you. I'll believe with you. You can get it if you want to, or you can sit there powerless. Amen? Now, every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around but me. If you say, Pastor, that's me. I want you to pray for me. Lift your hand up. Nobody's looking around but me. Lift your hand up high. Let's see it. One hand. God bless you. You can put it down. Amen. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Another hand. God bless you. Anyone else? Say, that's me. Pray with me. I, I need prayer. I see your hand. God bless you. See another hand. God bless you. That's, that's four or five. Yeah. Anyone else? God's moving. Moving among us. Let him move among us. Let him move among us. There's fours. Right? Anyone else say, I, I do, Pastor. I just need to be right with God. I need to know I'm right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Quickly. Quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Now, stay seated. Everybody look this way. Now, let's pray this prayer out loud. We've had four raise their hand. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Our own ears hear it. You that raised your hand, make sure your ears hear it. And as we've kind of coined the phrase around here, after we say amen, settle it. Everybody say settle it. You can settle it. Settle it. And you say, what I settle? I'm right with God. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. I said, don't let the devil talk you out of it. Then say this, I'm going to stay right. You can get right. You can stay right. Everybody say it. I can get right. I can stay right. Now let's pray. Here we go. Heavenly Father, right now, I call upon the name of Jesus, thanking you, Lord, that when I call, you answer. Today, at Island Church, openly and publicly, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Virgin born, lived a sinless life, died on a cross, rose from the dead, did it all for me. I believe it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Areas of my life in which I do not please you, Lord. My weaknesses, my inabilities, I confess to you sins of commission, that which I've done, sins of omission, that which I should have done and didn't do. I confess it to you, Lord, to you alone. My faith is in your blood that right now cleanses me from all sin and all unrighteousness. I am born again. I am saved. Jesus is my Lord. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, now shout amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the service. The revelation of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the working of your spirit and power in our lives, in our church. Lord, as we leave today, we believe your word. We act upon it. We speak it. No evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh us. And Father, we speak not only into the realm of our travel and our everyday activity and our jobs and schools, but Lord, we speak over our finances. We speak over our health. We say no evil befalls us and no plague comes nigh us. Lord, we will not cooperate with the demonic system of this world. But Father, we walk in faith toward you. So we thank you in our travels, the righteous labor of our hands, 
and in our witness, we thank you that there's an anointing and a blessing, power. Lord, in our hearts, let there be a stirring. Spirit of God, fill us to the full, overflowing, Father, that everyone gets around us. Everyone that's around us can taste and see that the Lord is good. Lord, we leave today walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We we leave walking in love one toward another. Thank you for our church, Lord. The place where we meet and the people that we meet with are so valuable, are so important. Father, we leave as the ambassadors you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, joined by the Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.